and welcome to Becky's Bubbles Tea and Talk, a podcast about tea, mental health awareness, spirituality, music, and hey, whatever else we feel like talking about. Let's go! Welcome back to Becky's Bubbles Tea and Talk podcast. This is episode three and I'm really happy to be back. It's been a long time. I've had about a two month break and I kind of didn't stipulate in the beginning how often these would be coming out. Um, I, it's just as and when I find time because I really do enjoy doing them but sometimes life gets a bit hectic as I will be discussing with you later on in this podcast. So make sure you grab yourself a tasty cup of something, whatever you fancy drinking. I've got a cup of just normal English breakfast tea by Clipper and sit back and let's have a chit chat about what's been going on in my life. What I hear you ask has been going on in my life to to make me have a break for two months. Well, lots of stuff's been happening. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me was um, back in the end of May, I unfortunately lost um, a member of my um, immediate family, which um, was very upsetting. And something that I'd never actually had to really deal with before. So that has taken me a long time to kind of be comfortable with and to just experience. And as you know, I like to discuss things about mental health and and well-being and stuff like that. So it was a very interesting time for me to have to, to deal with this. And I think what the most interesting thing was is that everything in my life just kind of stopped. Um... And I was able to just be and just living each day as... I was just basically living each day as it came. uh, Not really planning much, just going with my emotions and doing what I needed to do. Whether it just be staying in bed for a couple of hours, just, you know, watching telly. Just anything to try and occupy my mind. But also to feel the feelings that were were coming up and and question them and... And all of that stuff, really. So, yeah, that's taken me a while to sort of get used to. Uh, What was really interesting is um, when I did eventually go back to work, I actually contacted our occupational health department and I said, you know, I just want to make sure that what I'm going through is normal because obviously everyone experiences grief differently. And I spoke to a really lovely counsellor. He had a really soft Irish accent, so I was already, you know, completely focused on what he was saying. He could have been reading the alphabet and it would have sounded amazing. But anyway, I digress. Um, He said, yeah, everything you're feeling is completely normal. And he said to me that there's an amazing poem by an Irish poet which explains grief, you know, to the point, like completely spot on. So he said it will make you cry when you first hear it, but it's it's a really good poem for you to to read and, and hopefully it will make you understand a bit better. 
So I went away and I found this poem. Um, I can't actually remember what it's called, but I will let you know and I will post some links. And I read it and you know what? It made me feel so much better. Um, it did make me cry, obviously, but it kind of made me understand that what this is, is, is just new for me and I have to just go with it. And it, co go, it comes and goes like waves. You know, one minute I could be completely happy, woken up, you know, feeling really normal, whatever, and then something might happen and I just get upset because it brings back memories of this person and yeah, so that was, that's been a very interesting time and it threw up loads of other emotions as well, so my anxiety sort of started to creep back in again and it made me question my life and, you know, all lots of deep, deep questions which, you know, we always... I think we do think about from time to time, you know, what's our purpose in life? Where are we going? What are we doing? And yeah, so it's it's been quite a challenging time for me, but I feel like I'm coming through the other side now. But it's also making me question my journey in my life and just I want to start putting my ducks in a row and really get cracking on what I want to do. So yeah, it's been a very, very odd time. But yeah, so since um, seeing Ruby Wax, she was brilliant. She was great. You know, I can't recommend her books enough. I definitely really recommend reading her books. And um, what have I been reading in the meantime? I haven't been reading anything sort of to do with mental health. I've just finished a really good book called The Girl Before, which was very interesting. Um, it's like a psychological thriller because I like those sort of books. Um, as does my mother. So we have our own little book club going on, which is great. And now I'm starting to read the Harry Potter books again because I have this thing in my head now that maybe by the time I'm 30 I would like to have reread them all because I got to maybe the fourth book and I got a little bit bored and I thought no I can't read it anymore but now I'm like yes I'm going to read these I'm going to find out what happened because I haven't even watched any of the films past number four because obviously I don't want to spoil it for when I eventually did get round to reading them again so I've started on the first book again and you know what I'm completely addicted and I can't wait until I have an extra five ten minutes just to get in get home and and get reading again so I'm more into the books now than I probably was when I was seven which is the year it first came out 1997 I was seven years old that is scary anyway uh, did I mention it's my birthday on Friday, which is very exciting. And I do feel like birthdays should be celebrated. Or you're giving another chance to crack on with your life and do all these goals. And yeah, so I feel very, I'm very excited about my birthday. I always do get excited. You know, maybe not as excited as I did when I was a kid, when I was, you know, bought wonderful Barbies and all those sorts of things. But I do still get very excited. And I've got lots of wonderful things planned. I'm going to treat myself. I'm getting my hair cut and lots of other lovely things all ready for when we head to Canada, which um, some of you will know if you follow me on my social media. And if you just know me personally, um, this has been on my bucket list ever since I was 14. And I can't believe... Wayne and I are actually going. I'm so excited, so excited. We don't, I have a couple of things sort of on my agenda, but other than that, we don't really have anything sort of set yet. Um, and I kind of feel like that's exciting because we're just kind of, kind of, you know, we've got a car, we're going to go with the flow, but we do have some stuff that I do kind of really want to do. So I'm very excited to be heading there. Very excited to go to Lake Louise. That's a place that for me, I feel it's going to be quite spiritual and I feel like it's going to be a very, it's going to be in a very important time and I think it's going to impact me a lot. So I'm very excited to be heading out there. 
so that's one of the things that's been going on in my life. Um, also, my singing's been ticking over, which is brilliant. And I'm starting to wind down slightly now with my own stuff, I'm ready to get into holiday mode, basically. And I've got a gig in Yeovil on the 18th of August, which will be my last um, gig before I go away, which is lovely. And to be honest, it's been quite a tough time. And I've done a couple of pub gigs, which are great, you know. I never turn my nose up at anything like that because it's always a chance to get out there, promote my music, meet new people, and it's great. But it's been a tough couple of gigs. There's not been many people there due to one reason or another, you know, it's starting to get in the holidays, a lot of people are away and all of this sort of stuff. So it's kind of knocked, it knocked me for six really and made me feel very disheartened. But I kind of, I'm seeing this all as a positive and stepping stone towards reaching my main goal. So, you know, if any of you ever feel like that in whatever field you're in, you know, don't lose heart, keep going, keep keep trucking on because it's all leading to something bigger and greater and just keep the faith and at the end of the day as long as you're enjoying what you're doing that's the main thing so yeah that's been kind of um it's kind of been an interesting one and I'm hoping when I get back from Canada I can reevaluate everything reset my goals I'm definitely going to do some more writing and get some more stuff out there for people to listen to so that's kind of where my music is at the moment I'm also um, singing back with Clive um, for a couple of uh, gigs, which is going to be very exciting. It's always fun singing with him, doing a little bit of funk and soul. And I'm also depping for a covers band as well. So that's fun as well because it's all songs that everyone knows. You just go in, you sing them, everyone has fun. So it's a, it's a very busy time music-wise. Uh, the next two weeks are insane. I've got gigs back-to-back. And yeah, but that's what I thrive on. And you know, if I power through these next two weeks, have fun enjoying that, then I know that I can really switch off and wind down when we get to Canada. So that's very exciting. So back in the previous episodes, I mentioned that I would hopefully be interviewing some awesome people with regards to mental health, music, spirituality, all of those things. And I'm absolutely delighted to be introducing my first interview today in this podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the wonderful Hannah Jane Smith. Now, Hannah Jane Smith is a force to be reckoned with, and not just because she could kick your ass with her taekwondo skills, she is also a freelance writer, she's a model, she's a PR coordinator, and a huge advocate for raising awareness of mental health. She also runs various other campaigns helping the homeless, which is, you know, incredible. And she indeed, you know, has a heart of pure gold and the wings of an angel. I first met Hannah at a children's mental health seminar in Bath, and I was interested to learn more about mental health and children for my coaching and my teaching. Her talk was truly inspiring, and after she'd spoken, I just wanted to run up and give her the biggest hug, but I think she would think that I was insane. But anyway, I did have a chance to um, grab a couple of minutes with her, get to know her a little bit better, and honestly, she's wonderful. So I'm thrilled that she's agreed to be my first guest for my podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Hannah. So Hannah, thank you very much for agreeing to do an interview with me for my podcast. No problem, thanks for having me. You're welcome, you're my first person. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very excited. 
So, some of the some of my listeners may recognise you from an episode of First Dates that was aired on Channel 4, which I totally loved, by the way. Love that show. I think it's brilliant. I just want to know what made you decide to go on the show and what was the reaction from your family and your friends and, and just people in general? So it just sounds like it's just been a brilliant experience and is now propelling you towards, you know, what you're achieving now, which is which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I've already told everyone how we met and I met you at a, a, a brilliant, brilliantly organised seminar uh, by NIPS to discuss children's mental health. Um, my yeah. listeners know about my struggles with anxiety 
And I just wondered if you would mind sharing, you know, the things that you go through with with mental health, um, especially, you know, when growing up, what hurdles you were faced with and what you are still faced with and and anything that you you find helps, really. Yeah, sure. Um, So my severe anxiety disorder came from when I was four years old, so which is something that the programme, the programme wanted to make it look a lot more relevant than it was, Mm. um, because obviously that's what makes it sell. And to a degree, it is never going to leave me, just like I don't think a lot of mental health leaves you. Like if you have anorexia medosa, no one ever says that you get rid of it. Um, It stays with you, but you learn to manage it. And I believe that was my severe anxiety. Um, it debilitated the majority of my childhood um, and if you've been to one of my lectures or seminars you get to hear that in a bit more detail Mm -hmm. about what went on there Um, it took me out of school uh, it took me out of a normal childhood and it did rob my carefree childhood um, really Um, so although it wasn't a bad childhood it was a childhood that wasn't quite free Mm. um, and it was a struggle every day to keep on top of it. Mm. Um, I can't really say so much without saying a whole load of things about my childhood. So if any mm. listener wants to get in contact with me via you, that's no problem at all. I can do that. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Thank you. But the, the struggles now um, would really be someone that is understanding that someone that looks so able is allowed to have struggles too. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that any of my... A lot of the way that I react, which is probably a lot stronger than a lot of people, which is due to my anxiety, Right. it has stemmed from a place where people would be upset anyway Mm -hmm. in my modern, in my adult, in my adult life. So... um, do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean, yeah. Like, anything is provoked. And then, uh, when I was travelling in India three years three years ago, that was an incredibly tough time. Yeah. It was provoked by incredibly tough challenges, I'd like to say, but people mm-hmm. dealt with it a lot calmer than I did on the trip. Yeah. And what helped me there was uh, one of my best friends, she's just incredible, and mm. she was just like, tell me what you're feeling. And then she would try and explore those irrational thoughts and explain them in as much detail as she could. Sometimes she'd get the book out, the Lonely Planet Guide, and say, this is what this is, this is what this is, and try and rationalise those with some facts and figures. So that tends to help me. Mm, Also just having someone that, yeah, really lovely girl. Also having someone who genuinely cared, and all those girls played a part there. Mm. I couldn't sleep at night. My insomnia goes crazy. Oh, bless you. And... My gorgeous friend Lara stayed up all night and played cards with me. Oh. And that dedication to care for someone yeah. and putting your thoughts aside and your need to sleep aside. Mm. And, you know, Holly and, and, and Kimbo would, would, would grab a movie with me because they knew that they could laugh about it and be mm. fun about it and they take my mind off. So they all have this different way of doing it, but it was all from a place of genuine care and support. Yeah. And as soon as you bring your own ego into it, it kind of, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, as soon as you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And yeah, yeah. Um, 
mean, the worst thing you can tell someone is to calm down. The worst <laughs> yeah. someone to do is manipulate the situation. Yeah. Say you're overreacting, say you're mad, say you're mental. I've had it all very recently. Yeah. And it's a manipulation to turn it back on you. And it yeah. doesn't work. No, it, makes it doesn't. It so, so, so much work. Mm, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think it's, it is so important to find your tribe and to know that you do have people that if you really are having a bad day, you can just go up to them. And sometimes you can just even look at them and they just know straight away. Oh, um, lovely. It's just, oh, it's lovely. And I'm, I'm very blessed that, you know, majority of my family and my friends, all, all they all know my situation and, and my partner. And sometimes I can even just look at him and he just will literally hug me before anything's about to happen. So I think... Well, that's the absolute dream yeah <laughs> yeah and then sometimes you might just let me crack on but <laughs> it depends no, of course of Good. 
and it means to get to every single person mm-hmm. on the planet. Suicide is completely preventable. Yeah. Um, and the only way I know how to do that is to ensure that people that follow me on Instagram or indeed uh, read my uh, articles, come to my seminars, do some workshops mm-hmm. that I do, um, they need to understand that it's going to be okay, but they just need to know how to regulate that themselves. And the emotions, no matter what they are, mm. are all valid. And yeah. as soon as you start shutting down and saying, I shouldn't be sad, I'm, 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 I'm lucky, I'm this, I'm that, yeah. I shouldn't moan to this person, but I think I'm weak, all these problems, all mm. these things that stick my holes of how to be happy all the time, yeah. it needs to be killed. There are so many more better things to be than to be happy. Absolutely, yeah. And it's to feel, it really mm. is to feel. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. I, um, I've just told my... Um, listeners that I recently went through grief which I've never actually um, experienced before in my adult life and that was a very interesting um, time for me because I was dealing with so many emotions all at the same time and I just literally just didn't know what to do other than to just let them be and And is that what you realized to do yeah I just sort of said you know I need to just you know if I needed to just cry for as long as I needed I just let myself cry I just you know just did what I had to do um but it threw up lots of different emotions you know my anxiety came back and I started to really deeply question you know what I was doing with my life lots of other random stuff but I think like you say we we do need to accept that it's okay to feel and it is okay to not you know being on point 100% 100% of the time we all have to have those moments I can't stand the idea that someone so Kate Spade is a design New York designer who committed suicide at 55 I and she it came to fruition that her sister had said I, and you don't know what's real and I don't believe everything you hear because mm. I'm teasing myself and I know that people make up yeah. um <laughs> But it came to fruition that her sister said that she had such a happy brand within her fashion and within what she stood for, the bright pop colours, mm. um, the what the happy logos, the you know, all this all this happiness. Yeah. She was worried to speak out about her sadness that she'd be a failure to people and um <sighs> it, it it honestly that's nothing more heartbreaking. Yeah. You you have you have to feel. Mhm. It's Gosh. not weakness. It's I tell you what, the strongest thing is having the vulnerability to feel, and the weakest people I've ever met mm. are the people that say "man up" or yeah. that say um, "crying." I don't cry. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't believe it, and I don't enjoy it at all. And um, it's it's not real we go through our lives having grief and yeah. having heartbreak mm-hmm. um, and also this crazy thing called life it's, yeah. if you go into the psychology side of things which I do in my spare time if you realise how a human is actually you know yeah. one comment can carry with you for the rest of your the life, life. Mm. and if you think we can survive that without emotions and good luck to you yeah. <laughs> You are a robot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, thank you very much for that. And um, so I've already mentioned that you're you're good at the old uh, taekwondo, and I just wanted to know what decided to take what what made you decide to take on that challenge. You know, was it for well being, mental or physical, or it just looked fun and you thought, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> Girl power. <laughs> incredible i wish i could say that sports has been in my life but it hasn't <laughs> I, oh gosh yeah if that's a sport then that's that's all good no i think um i attempted dance for a while I, that was my my thing for a for a good while but now i'm you know the old knees and and everything it's just i can't i can't hack it now to be honest <laughs> Yes, I do a little bit of yoga, um, and I do enjoy walking and stuff. And I do actually enjoy going to the gym. Um, so that might that might come back in to my life at some point. But um, yeah. yeah, maybe not quite taekwondo. <laughs> Although it does sound pretty pretty awesome. And Everyone I... that ever meets me is like, really taekwondo? Are you for real? <laughs> I, I hate one of my biggest things is actually getting people getting hurt. 
writing so as well as doing it as your job do you use writing as like a form of relaxation as well um as in do you find like blogging or journaling relaxing okay yeah really good question i i don't journal i started my positive planner which is just incredibly i should check that out they're absolutely Mm. amazing what they do and i bought a positive planner and it's a 12 week um 12 week diary i didn't commit to it fully because i just got way too busy and then because it didn't become habitual yeah. um I, I i forgot to do it and then i was like oh no it's too late yeah um, so i will pick that up again and it did help me however writing as a form of relaxation perhaps isn't the word that i'd use to describe my my relationship with writing okay. however i do use it for a lot of people when i when they ask me for support i often say right but this is just a classic example mm. that wellness is so fluid for every different person and yeah. it's so up to that individual and it just it makes me wired because it inspires me mm-hmm. it gets my brain going mm-hmm. and it's how I can get my truth out onto paper and it makes me relive it again and that can sometimes wire me up okay yeah um, and also I'm a huge perfectionist so if I okay. write something I've got to edit it then and there as well right <laughs> So it's a, it, I've always started something intent with the with the idea to let it out on paper and then close the book. Because that's the idea and that's what works for so many people. Yeah. Let it out on paper and close the book. Mm-hmm. But I don't close the book. I then edit it. I then research things to make it better because it's a creative writing out there rather than just a this is this. Yeah. Um, I then you know, edit it to the photos and then it's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, this has happened so many times in my life. Oh, I use it as a form of expression and it helps me, but as the word, as the buzzword reflection, uh, relaxation, I don't think that would be a word for me. Mm-hmm. But don't let that discourage anyone because for the majority, it actually really helps. Yeah, I've just um, recently started journaling um because it got to a point where I just thought I've got so many of these little weird things just floating around my head I really need to just get them on the page and and just get it out there so I can see it and then I can deal with you know what's happening and what's going on um and I found it really beneficial um especially writing the things that I'm grateful for as well um and that just gives me like an instant an instant lift and a reminder of you know even the small things like running water food you know and it really just it can set set you up for the day and I've yeah. just found that to be really really beneficial good that's yeah really that's awesome and that is the majority rule yeah I would suggest anyone to definitely give it a go and never write something off because someone said you know from a position of a well-being campaign that always didn't work for me don't write that off it's yes. so fluid for everyone exactly yeah and I guess it's the same with songwriting you know once I get into it and I've got my you know my words on the page and I can 
see it coming to fruition that that gives me a good a good buzz uh, unless it's like lyrics and I'm like what why did I write that what oh <laughs> what God, even I is this poetry <laughs> I'm like what are you trying to be sacred <laughs> it's so embarrassing <laughs> and again like that's for the private collection <laughs> amazing stuff that you do um you also work within the homeless community in your local area um and you've set up soul soups back in 2017 i'd just love to know more about that and and what made you decide to to set to set it up oh it's close to my heart it really is and i need to do more of it now that i've stopped college but i i was walking home it's a number of things i was walking home when we had that disgustingly cold weather yeah I know we had that for like 10 years <laughs> I was going to say when like, which time <laughs> <laughs> it was in the November period and, yeah um, I walked past someone and I was in my massive goose down jacket North Face jacket mm-hmm. I was with my bubble hat and my and my gloves I'd just come from my warm job into and I was walking towards my warm apartment with my underfloor heating and literally just I'm just a very lucky girl yeah and I don't ever shy that away from people I don't down down it down I think it's important to understand your roots and and not and not lie about them absolutely but I walked past someone and I was so upset and I called my boyfriend and I said I was just so upset. I can't do small talk. Yeah. How are you, darling? How was your day? Yeah, boring. What's on the telly? I don't have a TV. I can't talk to you about it. I know nothing else than how I feel. So I have to talk about real things. So I said, um, I just, I couldn't shake it. And I just yeah. kept talking about it. How do we help this? How do we help this situation? Mm. And then I realized we always overcomplicate mm. everything. Yeah. We think it's not available. We think it's not for us to do someone else will pick it up and yeah. I am absolutely the one for this because mm. like and it just came to me how easy it was I've been brought up in a family where they cook me dinner yeah um and they've also brought me up to, to always be kind and I try my damn hardest as much as I can obviously I'm into a lot of mistakes in my life yeah um but I realized 
I needed to make dinner for these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was as simple as that. I don't want to get into a let's create a charity where you have to raise five thousand pounds to become a charity. Yeah. I didn't want to relate. I didn't want to get any donations. I wanted it to be a responsibility mm. from myself. I can afford a chai latte every day or every other day. Yeah. I can therefore afford a bunch of vegetables and some stock for two pounds. Yeah. I make it myself so it becomes a cathartic, therapeutic experience and it also means so much more to someone mm. than just putting a can of soup into it. I wanted it to come from my home, like that old Italian dinner around the table family type <laughs> yeah. kind of tradition. I wanted to take that out from uh-huh. the community that I've been around and yeah. I put soups in a in, in um really container and I asked my friends if they're free and um, we don't ask any we don't ask anyone else to pay for it but ourselves we yeah. take responsibility for that and we go out and we give them soup and I'll tell you it's not really about the soup but more about the conversation so we use it mm. as a icebreaker and we sit there for the true art of listening mm, which is actually to not be responsive in any way and to just yeah. let them vent Oh, and I've heard some harrowing things, and you just mm. can't you can't react in a way that you think will help. Don't give them statistics and yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll do this. Let's do this. Yeah, we'll be better. Yeah, and I don't also don't want to be like, oh, I'm such a great human. I'm giving you soup. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not. I, I want to be as grassroots as I can and as genuine as possible it's not to make you look like an angel it's to make you realize that everyone can do it yeah and if the love was there in the first place because i saw people walk past people all the time and i just had to i couldn't bear it anymore mm. so just to say good morning to someone yeah i do believe that homelessness is direct approach to mental health and, mm-hmm. mental problems. and um i'm just trying to realise that if I'm from a comfortable situation mm. then I have to give a bit yeah. because I will I don't know what that feels like and I don't and I don't want to and I want to know that that someone cares about them yeah. and it's not just because I'm doing charity and it's not because I've been told to for mm. service it's not because of my religious beliefs yeah it's simply because everyone deserves a, a right to live well yeah oh that's beautiful at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all we're all on this planet together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not their fault. Uh, I genuinely think it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone is to blame for for the majority of things going on in their mind. Mm. No, I agree. Um, I did a spot of volunteering down at the local food bank down here in Bradford Avon, and um, I'd Lovely. never done anything like that before. I must admit. It hits you, doesn't it? Really yes, it hit me flat on, straight in the stomach, straight in the heart, and mm-hmm. I literally, I just let, I, I, I felt good, helping them and, and knowing that I was, I was doing something good, but I also just. I was just sat there going, I just can't get my head around this. Like, you know, at any at any time I could need this or, you know, people around you just need it. And it was just small things like, you know, we were creating these boxes and putting cans in there and stuff like that. But there were people coming in who were like living in their car. They don't have a tin opener. They don't have things they can heat up. So you really had to think about what you can actually give them. 
to eat and it was just shocking. I just, I just... In a society, yeah, 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 in a society Mm. which is based entirely on capitalism and and materialism and getting the next pay rise, Mm. the next job, and uh, it is impossible to feel like you belong anywhere if you don't even... No, I can't. It's... Yeah. It really gets me. It really gets me because I understand it. I don't understand. <laughs> and, and I never will understand. And, yeah. And I, I'm an empath, so when I feel something from someone and when I'm sat there and I hear someone that they, and I've had grown men cry to me and I've had women with bruises on their face and I've, yeah. I've, I've had it all. And sometimes you think, what am I doing giving out soup? What do you think that's going to do? You know when you doubt yourself and you're, yeah. you're going through the grief and everything. Yeah. And there's been sessions where it's just been very negative out on the streets. Mm. For not their fault. Not their fault at all. Yeah. As a general vibe, we all have our really bad days. Yeah. And you just think, what am I doing here? Yeah. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Because I can't, I feel like a, a hypocrite a lot of the time. Mm. And then I realise, look, and then I hear the good things and you just, I just keep going. Yeah. I don't know what it's doing, but if, if one person can remember that, the girl and their friends that gave them soup. Yeah. If one person can sober up for five minutes because there's some vegetables in there. Yeah. If one person, I don't know, believe in nutrition and physical health along with your mental health, I just, I don't know what I'm doing, but mm. I want everyone to to say hello to these people that yeah. you're just walking past. Like, we've become so, we've become Closed off, so just close. blinkered. We're just on our phone walking yeah. with these people. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I can mm-hmm. start from the bottom, I think. Yes, and it's just, you know, it takes one person like yourself just to start this this ball rolling and hopefully, you know, it can continue. And I like you too. Well. It sounds amazing what you did. Thank you. Yes, I do hope to go, I do hope to go back there because I just, just the whole environment. It just felt just so good to be there. Yeah. So good. So hopefully I can get back there. So what, um, going back to like mental health and, you know, winding down and finding things that work for you, what are your top five things that you do to give yourself some me time um, that maybe listeners can, can adopt for their own lives? If they're struggling oh to find. I knew I, I knew I had to like, do some pre-work here. <laughs> Top five things. Oh my goodness. Okay, or just okay. As, as many as you, as many as you've got. <laughs> oh, I'm so used to this question, but still, I'm just like, I need to prepare. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, number one, prepare. And the best thing to have, I live a life where. Oh, I've got a hiccup. Sorry. <laughs> I live a life where um, up at six a.m. and in at eleven p.m. Sometimes. Gosh. But yes. Just who I am and that's yeah. how I choose to live and sometimes I take it a bit too far okay um, and I need to learn to cut back on that um, but at the same time I love it so I'm not probably going to listen to myself for a long time regarding that <laughs> um, but the best thing I can say is to take a Sunday if you do have that active life yeah. and you are deciding to ignore everyone that they calm down then take that Sunday to prep your meals, do your diary, reply to your friends, um, get new sheets on your bed. Oh yes. Have a bath. Mm, yes. Um, or a shower. 
maybe do your nails or if you're a guy like have a face mask I don't know yeah why not as a guy or like read a book or a magazine or a journal I don't care yeah um even just preparing for me otherwise I couldn't do the weeks that I do yes so if I have that time when I'm not traveling on a Sunday night when I'm normally traveling to or from someplace if I've got that time to actually give myself it works wonders because otherwise I'm playing catch up from 6 a.m. Monday morning through mm-hmm. to the next Sunday that I get to chill out. Yeah. And it's not even a chill out, but just a prepare. So number one, prepare. Number two, the gym, it releases all those good endorphins. It, 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 like, if you ever want a low mood pickup and you're wondering what to do at the gym, yeah. I've done all sorts, and the best thing for me, even above Taekwondo, is hit. So that's high-intensity interval training. Yeah. It's quick, so it fits in with my... Um, busy lifestyle. Yeah, it gives you a huge amount of endorphins and a huge amount of good good level hormones, and it gets you um, very well worked out for your body as well. So I always go to the gym. Um, number three, I always see my friends socially. I really hope that I can fit time in to see them, but I try and make that a priority. Yeah. Um, when I plan my week a week or two weeks or three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. So friendships and connection are really important, mm-hmm. um, especially when I live such an independent life. I live alone, I work alone. Um, so yeah. it's important to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things like, I'm not a girly girl at all. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> I don't play makeup routine since I'm 40 years old. Literally, Brilliant. not a girly girl at all. But when I do put on like a mask, a face mask, yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, I literally love it. Or I take off yeah. my heavy nail polish and I put this new one on or something like that. Brilliant. Um, or I or I watch a film. Yeah. Anyway, was that fine? That was beautiful. Yes, I think it was. Oh, cook a yes. really nice meal. Oh my god, there's hundreds. Oh yes, I know. Once you start, you're like, oh, but then I like this. This is also good. This and yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yes, but no, that was wonderful, and I'm sure our listeners will be able to take things away from that so finally i love a good quote and i just wondered what your favorite uplifting quote was or is should i say if you oh have one goodness. again putting you on the I spot da, da, da. Love quote. no you've never put me on the spot because you sent this to my location <laughs> and i completely forgotten while i've been stunning myself in grief <laughs> oh i've got so many Okay. I probably have. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Um, I quite like the it's okay to not be okay. That's definitely one of my favourite go-to quotes because it's like a to the point, it's okay to not be okay. That's literally one of my favourites. Okay, okay. One thing I find myself repeating for the rest of my life until the day I die (laughs) is strengthen your softness. Ooh, and I like that. That isn't from anywhere I know, um, other than what I created in one of my blog posts. So it's kind of my my little motto, maybe. I like it. Um, mm. Because I'm absolutely sick to death of hearing um, you're over exaggerating or <coughs> or you shouldn't feel like that or snap out of it. Yeah. Or just have fun. Just be happy. Yes. <laughs> um, and these are all from people that 
you know, if I've heard that in my life, um, they're normally from people that I've supported incredibly heavily. Mm. And, and they're still saying that back, um, and that breaks your heart. Yeah. And also, they all have a problem with being open with emotions. Mm-hmm. And realising that the hardest thing you can do in this planet and the only thing that we're here for is to love. Yeah. And if you're not allowing yourself that in all of its measures to be upset, to be sad, and I just need people to start caring for people yeah. a lot more and start reconnecting with emotions. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much strength in your softness. Yeah. There really, really is. It's the biggest vulnerability to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're putting your heart on the line yeah. for the potential of it being broken into tiny little pieces, not just romantically, mm. through your family, through your friends, through yeah. your jobs, everything that you do is a labour of love because that's all we know as humans. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Well, that was, yeah, that was a very nice, poignant thing to end on, I feel. <laughs> was beautiful and I just want to thank you so much for for um letting me interview you I think it was beautiful and I really hope our listeners um enjoy this conversation and I'll put links to all of Hannah's whereabouts what she's doing um and be sure to please you know keep updated with Hannah because she is she is an inspiration and I just think she's amazing so thank you ever so much Hannah it's been an absolute pleasure Thank you so much for inviting me. You are a true, wonderful woman. I'm so glad you came up to me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So a huge thank you to Hannah for joining me on this episode of Becky's Bubbles. Please follow her. She is a truly inspiring and a wonderful soul. I'll post all of her links for you so you can find out how to get in touch with Hannah. And that's all for today. So please join me back for more episodes coming soon.